Well, I've got three questions for you to think about for Lent. And the first one is, what is your destination? Now, I I don't mean where are you going on vacation next week. Um, I I don't mean what are your plans for retirement. Um, I don't mean where you're going to lunch today after worship service. My question is, where... Is where, where are you headed in your relationship to God? Where are you headed in your spiritual journey? Have you ever really thought about that? I find often within the church that somehow in some way we get the idea that, um, that our, our spiritual journey ends at our baptism or at the very least it just kind of meanders until we... Um, die and go to heaven. We don't often think about this spiritual journey that we are on. In fact, some of us may be thinking, what what are you speaking of? And yet, the truth is, is that we are all on a spiritual journey. And the question is, what is shaping that journey And if we don't determine a destination, if we don't know what vision that we have for that, then in fact, we'll never get there, will we? And so I want to invite us today, uh, we're going to read a a, a few passages of Scripture from Paul's letters, and I want you to hear uh, these verses from, first of all, from 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 18. All of us are looking with unveiled faces at the glory of the Lord as if we were looking in a mirror. We are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. This comes from the Lord who is spirit. And then I invite us to hear these words from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. His purpose was to equip God's people for the work of serving and building up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son. God's goal is for us to become mature adults, to be fully grown, measured by the standard of fullness of Christ. And then over in Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Don't lie to each other. Take off the old human nature with its practices and put on the new nature, which is renewed in knowledge by the conforming to the image of the one who created it in us. And then last, from Romans chapter 12. So brothers and sisters, because of God's mercy... I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. This is the word of God for the people of God. Respond this day. So if we listen to these passages from Paul, uh, we, we get the idea of what our goal ought to be, yes. 
Um, In all of these passages, Paul makes it clear that our goal is to be shaped into the image of Christ. Our goal is to have that image of God that was placed in us to be restored, or um, as I like to say, um, to, to be cleaned up so that the masterpiece God created us to be comes out. You know, sometimes we, we think of ourselves as having this innate nature, which is sinful, and we forget that in Genesis, uh, God said he created us in his image. And the reality is, is that image that God created us to be, it has been covered up by this false self that we have created, by all the muck that we have allowed to surround us. And what God seeks to do by his spirit is to wash that away so that the beautiful masterpiece that he created us to be might shine forth. And we might uh, enjoy God's presence in the here and now, not just after we die. That we might be formed and shaped so that indeed we, like Jesus, live and love the people whom we come into contact with. You see, it's important that we understand this destination toward which we have been called. Uh, Otherwise, we just meander around and we just kind of do the best we can or we think that um, our journey here is simply a journey that the world directs us upon. And so I ask us today, where are we headed? I especially ask the compromise. Where do you desire to go from here? Is your desire to know God in the deepest depths of your heart? Is your desire uh, to allow God to let the masterpiece He's created you to be to shine forth? Is your desire to be united with Him so that you, in fact, may live and love like Jesus? And so if we know our destination, then the next question to ask is, where are you? And again, I'm not talking about, well, I'm in Cameron United Methodist Church trying to figure out why I'm sitting in the seat I'm sitting in, because this is not where I usually sit. (laughs) Where are you in this spiritual journey? And maybe a corollary of that is, how did you get to where you are? I mean, if you have just been meandering around with Jesus, the the better question may be, how did you get to where you are? What has been shaping you? But but when I ask, where are you? The question is, is what direction are you moving? I mean, are you just cruising along toward God, uh, becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more patient and, and more tolerant and more loving and more kind and more gentle? All of these descriptions that we find in Colossians 3 and in Galatians 5. Uh, maybe you're cruising in that direction and each day you're saying, I am becoming more and more like Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But maybe you find yourself um, kind of stalled and um, you're just not sure where you are. Maybe things have uh, just um, gotten a little um, boring or blah or, or whatever word you like to use. But maybe you just find yourself kind of stalled where you are. <sighs> Knowing that something's missing, that you're not quite where you want to be, uh, but... 
um, not sure what's missing and what to do next. And maybe, maybe you find yourself walking in the opposite direction from Jesus, or at least maybe not squarely toward Jesus, maybe just off a little bit. Maybe you find yourself um, getting angrier. Or maybe you, you find yourself just not becoming more and more like Christ. You see, the Lenten season is a good time for us to reflect on where we're headed and where we are. Where are we in our journey? And how did we get here? Have our lives, have we simply, because we haven't even realized that we're on a journey, have we simply allowed our lives to be uh, shaped by our anger or by our resentment or by our bitterness? Have we allowed our lives to be shaped by our greed or our desire for uh, popularity or um, our desire to simply get ahead in the world? Where are you headed? And where are you today? I'm going to invite us to, to just dwell on those questions throughout the Lenten season. And each week, um, we will unpack this, this roadmap to this journey and talk about uh, some things that we need to know for uh, the journey. We'll talk more about the destination. We'll talk more about our backstory. We'll talk more uh, about how we determine what's next. And so the third question for the journey is, so where do I go from here? What does the spiritual journey actually look like? As I said, I'll unpack that throughout the week, but I, wanna, I want to leave us with this thought uh, about what is next or what might be next or what the path might look like. It actually uh, comes from one of my favorite authors. He was also uh, one of my um, seminary. I, I didn't ever have him as a professor, but he was in charge of spiritual formation at Asbury um, Theological Seminary, uh, Robert Mulholland. Um, he's written some excellent books, but, but he writes in one of his books, um, this, is, this is what he has to say about the spiritual journey. He says, the way or the path to spiritual wholeness lies in an increasingly faithful response to the one, that is to God, whose purpose shapes our path, whose grace redeems the detours that we take. Whose power liberates us from the crippling bondages of the prior journeys and paths that we have been on, and whose transforming presence meets us at every turn in the road. Now, I don't know about you, but I find uh, this, these words from Robert Mulholland to be quite enlightening and guiding. 
The next step for all of us may be different, uh, but that step is for us to increasingly respond in faithfulness to the God who meets us wherever we are, in every place that we find ourselves. A God who meets us when we're running to Him. A God who is there when we find ourselves just stalled and unable to get out of a rut. A God who even meets us when we're headed 180 degrees away from Him. A God who seeks to draw us to Him so that we might experience a union and life with Him. So that we might become the masterpiece that He created us to be. A people who live and love like Jesus in using our unique gifts and talents in such a way that other people are blessed through us when they encounter and engage us. So I invite all of us this Lenten season to ask ourselves, what is my desire Am I seeking to live in union with Christ so that I might be transformed into the image of Christ? So that I become more and more like Jesus? So that on Easter morning, I wake up and I celebrate the fact that there is more kindness and gentleness and tolerance and love in my relationships and in my life. But to do that, we need to ask ourselves, where are we? And what will we do in order to allow God to shape us and form us and move in that direction? I invite us all to think about that throughout this Lenten season. And I want to leave us with, with um, a passage from Psalm 37. Beginning in verse 1. Don't get upset over evildoers. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong because they will fade fast like grass. They will wither like green vegetables. Trust the Lord and do good. Live in the land and farm faithfulness. Enjoy the Lord and He will give what your heart asks. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. He will act and will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like high noon. Be still before the Lord and wait for Him. May we seek to trust God in this Lenten season. Amen.